Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey guys! Can you believe it's summertime? I mean, I can because I'm sunburned already, but... That's that Jersey Shore life. Yeah, Jersey Shore. We have finally made it here to summer. It took forever and it seems to be lasting yeah, it's, forever. Yeah, never gonna end. And it's certainly gonna be a way different kind of summer. Yep. So Ashley, how's quarantine summer version? Uh, it's basically like quarantine all the other season versions. Just with your air conditioning on, Yeah, right? I still don't go out that often, but it's definitely hotter in here. How about you? Um, the only difference really is I ordered a sunless hair from Sephora and then put it on while my toddler was still in the room, so I have big handprints all over. Oh, that can't be good. It looks like it's like in Jurassic Park when there's just the handprint on the glass and it goes down, you know? But the saddest thing is when you're the parent of a toddler, you don't look in the mirror, so I didn't notice it until I was teaching an online yoga class, and I was like, what's wrong with the camera I was like oh there's handprints on my body that's weird because I don't even look at the mirror anymore. oh my god well this Sunday is Father's Day and do you know the best way to celebrate uh is it by ordering gifts today and hoping they come on time that's one way yes because <laughs> that's what I did <laughs> amen sister but you can also have your partner come on to your show and do your job for you which is what we did so today our partners Matt and Lee are taking over the show with one of our favorite segments the rundown and then finishing the show off with their hashtag swag bag picks but first they're gonna give us their tits, tits and, and the shits. shits anyway take it away boys hey thanks ladies that was awesome oh we are on we're back i guess we had so much fun last time uh they let us do it again that was awesome or all the listeners are gone so it doesn't matter and here we are but this week matt and i are running things are we going to do the tits and the shits? Yeah, I think we're going to do the tits and the shits. Is there something different for like the man version? Uh, well, for me, I'm currently growing a pair. I don't know how you're doing. <laughs> nice. All right, let's do this thing. Uh, I think the cadences, although they fucking never get it right each week, they both do some different shit. But <laughs> I think it's the tits and the shits. So oh, something right. like that. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. The, the tits, tits and, and the, the shits. Shit. Man edition. <laughs> All right, man. So I don't have a ton of these things lying around because daddy doesn't play that game every week like the gals do. So I feel like from my limited experience of doing this two times, this being the second time, God, this is like therapy a little bit. Having to like dig down and think about your thoughts in a way to like articulate them when I have to dredge up actual thoughts and emotions and stuff like that. I don't like think them fully through at first, you know? I gotcha. I hear you. When you're saying it out loud to everyone, you kind of have to like digest it a Organize. little bit. You have to work through it. Exactly. Yeah. So this is like even simple things like the tits and the shits, bro edition. It's kind of tough if you don't do it all the time, if you're not flexing that muscle all the time. My tits, I don't know, quick and loans. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> My lady and I are going to hopefully own a home soon. So we'll be first time home buyers and just getting that loan sorted out is like major. That's amazing. You're, you're right in the middle of it right now? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Quicken Loans. Carrie said before, you two have fucked the shit out of this city for 20 years. And oh yeah, most you're, definitely. You're totally at peace with moving out. So amazing. Congratulations to you. Very exciting. My tits. My tits I th- happened this week. I'm a father of a two, soon to be three-year-old little boy. We play a lot. 
we go crazy a lot. We do a lot of stuff. Fortunately, he loves playing with his dad and he loves doing fun stuff with his dad. But this week he started grabbing his baseball bat and grabbing a ball and saying, I want to play catch. I want to hit the ball. And I've been pitching him the little ball in the hallway. We've been playing some baseball together, albeit in quarantine, indoors, but we're doing it. It's something I've thought about for, you know, probably when I've pictured what fatherhood is going to be like, I'd picture playing catch with the boy. You know, I guess it's a very like uh, old fashioned like 1950s, 60s, leave it to beaver type thing, but like something I always pictured doing. And it's fantastic. He's into it. I could play baseball with the kid all day long. I'm just glad he is, uh, you know, momentarily into something that like I also really enjoy. Oh, that's awesome. Hopefully he just keeps growing, keeps being into playing uh, sports that I'd like to do. What if he's into sports that you don't like to do? I'll be into it. Okay. (laughs) I'll be into it. I'll be into like learning about the sport and like trying to like help him get better and stuff like that. Like if he picks up figure skating, there's not a lot I could give him directly, but like. But will you work with him on that? Absolutely. Like I'll be enthusiastic and I'll drive him to whatever skating rink he wants to go to. But like dad's not going to be able to show him the, uh, the triple Lutz, you know, without killing himself. (laughs) I can throw a baseball. I can't figure skate. You know, I can't do anything too physically taxing. Well, the kids are going to be on some next generation shit that we won't even know how to pronounce. So like virtual reality, Alpine ski jumping. I'm happy that you're, you've got that classic father son time. I've got a little girl, so it'll be a different dynamic there, but I'm looking forward to it. She's already crazy and into (laughs) everything. So I'm going to have to keep my guard up for that. Hey, I think it's time for my shits and my biggest shits. Sorry to be a little reflective here, but not being able to see my dad who's in the hospital recovering from back surgery, that's definitely been my shits. We haven't been in the same physical space for over three months. And, you know, family's always been important. And as the folks get older, it's definitely, and during this pandemic time, it's, uh, you know, it's something to think about yeah, for sure. That's, that's an awful situation you know, for you and for, I'm sure many people like in this situation, um, you know, not being able to be with family, especially aging family, that's got to be really hard. I'm pretty sure most of the country, there's still either a no visitor policy or maybe like just the wife gets to come or even I know for some hospitals and bigger cities, it's only if literally your spouse is dying or like a life threatening condition. So it's pretty serious. And then he's been in like a physical rehab facility and those all the rehab facilities also have similar uh, guidelines as far as no visitor policy. So that might not change for a while. And a lot of people out there, I'm sure, wanting to be with their loved ones. So I definitely going to uh, send out the love there. My shits are uh, similar, although, uh, you know, it's certainly not as uh, upsetting as not being able to see your father who could use your care and uh, could use you being with him. My family is trying to do a family get-together, which over the 4th of July... Where do your folks live? Where are you guys from? I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, in Lehigh Valley, maybe about an hour north of Philly. My parents have moved away a few years ago. They moved down to uh, Delaware. Uh, My brother, he has three kids. He lives down in South Carolina. My sister, she still lives back in Pennsylvania. So it's not often that like we all get together and are able to like all as a family be together. Happens once every few years, probably. But my brother is in fucking South Carolina. They don't give a shit. How old's your brother? A couple years younger than me. And we have a younger sister. She's a year younger than him. Okay. My parents, fortunately, have taken it very seriously. And, like, they've been good. Everyone's been healthy so far. But, like, my brother, they're in South Carolina. They just don't seem to care down there. Like, generally, Mm. like, he doesn't wear a mask around. They just are not doing anything. My sister, like, is still working. She's, like, still goes to work. Her husband's a police officer. He goes to work every day. Uh, So it's like... 
like, yeah. I want to do these things and I want to go to this, but this is going to be really fucking tricky. And like, I don't know if... Where is it exactly? Ocean City, Maryland. Okay, so basically the Pretty south. much. I think those states, like everything south of like Pennsylvania, Jersey, Delaware is like the numbers are still going up, like haven't peaked yet. And like, yeah. you know, we've done all this work to like stay inside and stay healthy and like, you know, stay quarantined and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's scary as hell. And I don't know if that's like a New York thing because like we were in the middle of it. So it's like we take it to a different degree of seriousness. But, but yeah, the coasts and the cities... These people are taking it much, much more serious than other folks from other areas. Having said that, I mean, do they respect your wishes to be safe about it? And knowing that that's your wife's family has health they, concerns and, and that you have a little one would, but and like, all that. There's the kids. Your wife. I mean, Ashley, duh. My brother has kids, like Sebastian, you know, it's like, there's no way to keep them apart or like to keep them off people. We can like play it safe, do as much as we can to not be in direct contact. I don't know like how possible that is, but anyway, like. So basically they don't care. I'm sure they would care that we care so much. It like doesn't change the fact that like they are much more likely to be exposed to something because of the way they're handling it and stuff like that. So, you know, the shitty part is like, we're going to have to figure out what to do. Yeah. It's just going to be a shitty situation, I think. Um, we'll see. But that's shitty, you know, just more coronavirus shittiness. Yeah, that's a tough one. The Rundown. All right, Lee. So we've heard the ladies many, many times do their segment, The Rundown, where they cover a topic and kind of break it down and go in depth and give their incredible insight. So let's do it. What do we know best right now? I think we know fatherhood right now. Yeah. What's the deal with fatherhood? What is the deal with fatherhood? When I'm talking about fatherhood with someone who asks, maybe another father, maybe somebody who's just curious about it, I feel like I am an expert in fatherhood solely up until the age that my son is. I can tell you so many little things about two-year-olds, the journey from a baby to a toddler, to sleep training, to feeding, <laughs> to talking, to all these things. Like, as you know, like, Ashley is a reader. She uh, quenches her thirst for uh, knowledge on the subject. And, like, we talk about everything. So, like, I can tell you all about sleep training. I got that. I got some background on that, but I have absolutely no idea about anything that takes place beyond the age my kid is. I couldn't tell you right now the difference between like a five-year-old and an eight-year-old in a lineup. I'm just like, eh, they all look like fucking kids. You're in triage, man. You'll figure that out on a as-needed basis. What has your experience been like so far being a father of a little girl? I try and picture myself, you know, uh, with a daughter <laughs> instead. There's so much I can relate to with a boy. Well, I'm not going to talk about Luna. I'm really going to start by talking about myself. Let me start by saying that dad weight <laughs> is no joke. I don't think you're in that particular situation, but... Is that like a fatherhood 15? Yeah, well, yeah, something like that. Also, I think since Luna, my physical appearance has changed. Like I'm actually look like a dad now. Whereas before that, I just looked like a guy who looked younger than his actual age number. At least for me, I think I've stopped caring completely about like being cool or like giving a shit, really giving a shit what oh, anybody yeah. else kind of like thinks because like, I got enough on my plate, guy. Like we're good here. Oh yeah, it's definitely a DGAF. Yes. Don't give a fuck situation. I mean, 
look, no more clubs. We can't get into those. Live music, so late. fuck that. I'm not trying to be in a room <laughs> with hundreds of 24-year-olds. That's just <laughs> not going to happen. I'm done. I'm a dad. I mean, I'm happy. It's good. What specific things, like what are some things that you never would have expected being a father to a girl? Oh, I'm good. Carrie and I actually, we prayed. We prayed upon that if you... <laughs> If you want to get specific, I think we got what we wanted. We were hoping that we'd have a little girl. No disrespect, but little boys are just a disaster, right? They say like little boys are like crazier when they're little, but then the girls are crazy when they like become preteens and teens. You get the payback. Well, I mean, Carrie is like so straight shooter, very balanced, very zen. I think your daughter is going to have like a a very similar trajectory. No problems, like very minimal arguments. Like I I think it's going to be smooth sailing. Wait till Carrie hears you say that. That should be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing about it is, I, I think I planned this perfectly because when Luna gets into that preteen, Carrie will basically be the one having to deal with that because uh, who knows? She's not going to listen to her dad anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be deaf and <laughs> probably in a lazy boy or something. No, I, I hope to be pretty active and uh, a present parent. So that should be fun. But yeah, I mean, a little girl, that's what we had hoped for. That's what we were. Luna's been the best. She's incredible. We are so happy uh, that we have a little girl. What do you guys and, want for the second one? Oh, I don't know. I think we're one and done. I think that's, we get tricked into thinking, oh, could we do this again? Could we add another? And we probably could, but it feels right with Luna. For me, it feels like we have the right amount of responsibility. We have the right amount of running around, chasing after her. It's, you know, she's a handful. She's into things. She's engaging with her environment. She's running around. She's destroying shit too. Sometimes it takes the both of us to monitor her and both of us can't get anything done. I read something that like some comedian or something said, one kid is really hard because you have to like be their playmate and you have to like entertain them all the time but if you have two it's easy you just have to like be their usher just usher them to play together because they just go you know you can sit there and just do whatever you want and they'll just play together they were like two is the secret um ah I, I couldn't imagine having another one. You got to get through the toddler stage. Are you guys thinking? No, we're not thinking. We're like thinking about like getting back to some kind of like you're just practicing normalcy, career, and things like that. Although things are going great, it's like we're just excited for him to like get into like school. So you guys are on the same page as us. Are we promising our kids to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of at course. a future date, we'll, we'll play this for them. That's weird. Years down the road. So I wonder like a lot about how I'm being as a dad. Am I being too nice? Like, am I being like not strict enough? Am I turning him into like a little dickhead? Because like, I generally oh, I don't have try and make him happy all the time and just like be his buddy and not like be, you know, bad cop. He started recently just like being kind of shitty to Ashley. Like, no, she'll go in to get him and mm. he'll be like, no, give me dad. Or he'll be like, mom, I don't like when you come in. He's like a dick Whoa. to Ashley. So that's the dynamic <laughs> you said in your home? Yeah, that's, that's the f- dynamic. Yeah, you gotta. That's a bummer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It is what it is, man. I hear you. And right now, the opposite. Luna pretty much wants her mom, so it stings a little bit. At least in this particular stage, she's really mom-focused and she's clingy to mom. So I'm like very secondary, if not, you know, way down the list for her toys and other things. It'll change. It's a phase. You know how that goes. Who who cleans up more poop? We're both not afraid of changing diapers, so I'm happy to change diapers. I've never been afraid of getting down and dirty with my baby girl. (laughs) Ooh, that sounded terrible. 
All right. So yeah, I've never uh, been afraid of changing diapers. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy to help out, do my part. So I think we both equally do that. Luckily, we haven't entered the potty training, full-on potty training stage. Sebastian like hasn't been fortunately poop obsessed. I'm sure listeners of this show will know that Ashley is very poop proud. Yeah, she is very like fecal forward. Oh, right. Uh, The difference between she and I is that when we were little kids, I would hide behind the couch and like try and be super quiet to poop and nobody could look at me. And like Ashley would like run out in front of everybody and like just like poop her diaper and like try and take it off and show everyone. I'm very like very anal retentive. And I guess she's very like anal explosive. I don't know if I'm using those terms right, but like it sounds right. (laughs) Sebastian fortunately has been following like my lead with that. Maybe not my lead, but he takes after me in that way where he like wants us to close the door. He just started pooping in the toilet, which is awesome. Oh, good. Uh, But he was never like a, I need to get my hands on this in my diaper and like smear this all over. I think he's been more of a like, ew, ew, kind of like kid, which is great. Our kid doesn't eat sometimes. Going through these phases of finicky eating and Carrie will prepare like five different dishes and cook a bunch of stuff and then she'll just not she'll like throw it dump it be really disrespectful not into it how's your boy with eating i think we like drew a line where like a while back this is the food like when he's hungry he'll eat some and he generally has when he was being super finicky do you let him watch tv while he eats we've had to placate her like sometimes put sesame street on or something like that yeah we're, we're like a couch TV family. We watch TV all the time. He probably has too much screen time. Ashley and I probably have too much screen time. We don't care. That's who we are. Like, that's what it is. Kind of our little ecosystem revolves like around, you know, hanging in the living room, like being on the couch, being on the TV. Some meals happen in there. A lot of snacking happens in there. He's cool with it. Do you think Sebastian has a crush on Francesca? <laughs> that's funny. I, I mean, he is a boob guy. Yeah, he will. Sebastian will grab boobs. Uh, he'll grab titties anytime he gets a chance. So like, yeah, I think he'd be really happy with Francesca. Go Seba. Get it. So hot off the press here. We just got asked, what's the most embarrassing thing that has happened to us as dads? Matt, what do you got Hmm. for me? Well, I've definitely been bitten in the dick. Yeah. No, that happens. Get the fuck out of here. You're kidding me. Bit you in the dick? And not like in the shower. Like, I'm going to take a big bite out of this dick. More of like a, um, you know, his head is (laughs) the height of like my crotch now. So like when we're just standing around, my dick is at that level. If he's going into a little mini tantrum and he just wants to kind of like bite something, he could like lean over and just bite my leg. What is your dick doing out? He just bit during the a potential tantrum. That's what I got to ask. And you. my dick was underneath and he bit oh. my dick from outside of the shorts. Okay. Uh, he's also been like sticking his head between Ashley's butt cheeks lately. Like when she's standing around. So like he's just going for it with gusto. Yeah. He's in it to win it. He's in it to win it. Apparently that's crazy. Yeah. That would terrify me. If I were you, if the kid got anywhere near there, I would already be on an alert status. Because who knows, Luna might be punching a dick at some point. I think my plan is to just wear a mangina around all the time until he's probably like 15 years old. You should wear a a cup, an athletic supporter. Do what you got to do. That's true. I'll just leave it on all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, problem solved. Good. All right, so... I have a similar experience. It has to do with the dick, but I think we were in, we we're taking a bath. I was bathing Luna and I got in there with her this particular time. I think she saw, hey, what's this thing down here? She was curious about it and she didn't kiss it, but she motioned. She kind of leaned in to kiss on it. And it was cute at the time. My girlfriend and I were laughing. We thought it was cute. 
but we definitely didn't want to encourage it. What are some dad stereotypes that we're offended by, Matt? I don't know that I'm offended by anything. The dad stereotypes, I understand like why they are the stereotypes. Like I get the Wonder Years dad, you know, who just like come back from work and like, give me a beer and like sit on the recliner all night and like would barely talk to his kids. You know, the dad stereotype where you just like go hide out in the garage, those kind of unavailable stereotypes that were are like in so many of, you know, 60s, 70s, like TV shows and stuff like that. I get where they come from. That's not me. And like, I try and fight those impulses sometimes. Like there are times when I just want to like tune it out and be like, I'm too tired for this shit. Leave me alone. Go bother someone else. I guess those stereotypes mm-hmm. have like prepared me in a way to like not be that way, at least like be conscious I might be doing that and like that's not the way to do it. I don't want to do it. So like I get those like irritable, unavailable, hardworking, shitty dad stereotypes, but it's not going to be me. I I do have to say that uh, I've noticed lately in car commercials, stuff like that, they have been, I mentioned this to Ashley the other night, they're taking like 30 something, early 40s dads and throwing a beard and a cardigan on them in the commercials to like make them look like older dads slightly. And I would be very infuriated by that, except like I totally have like grown a beard and I really like cardigans. So I feel like I'm prematurely like in that dad stereotype. So I'm okay with it. Very handsome. Mr. Matt. I, I think I want to fall somewhere in between uh, Bob Saget in Full House and uh, Frank from Always Sunny. So I want to be like super available dad, but also like crazy fun dad at the same time. I want to find a, a middle. <laughs> Frank indulges their like crazy ideas. He's like, he wants to be like one of the gang when they're like up to a scheme. I want to play Nightcrawlers with Sebastian. I know Danny DeVito. Uh, the best dad joke. Crickets. Um, I like to think of myself as more of a concept-based comedian when I'm working with my dad jokes. I like to build a character over time. I like to do a lot of uh, workshopping, and I like to uh, really uh, drill down to the heart of the character. So, you know, a lot of my performative pieces uh, aren't going to really, you know, unveil themselves for several years. I'm only, like, laying the foundation now. Uh, So Okay, Mr. Kevin Spacey. uh, It's more of, like, something I'm working on, and, like, you guys will totally think it's hilarious down the line. There are definitely some things that I love about being a dad that I wouldn't trade for anything. No amount of my former life that I miss being young, being free, those things like I wouldn't trade for some of the most special things about fatherhood. I remember I had a friend or two who got married like right out of college, had kids pretty early. I was still like in my like 20s and he was raising a kid. And like, I get it now. My friends and I would always be like, come on, come out, stay out later. Come meet us for a beer. Let's go golf and get drunk and like fuck around. Like, let's like do stuff. And they'd be like, nah, I just want to hang out with my kid. Like, I just want to hang out with like, I want to play baseball with my kid. I want to play video games. And like, I never quite understood that then or really appreciated it for what it is. I completely understand that sentiment now. I understand that feeling. I just want to spend time with this kid. Oh, definitely. 100%. He's so much fun. He is really like my best buddy. Like I I really, really want to spend the time there out of anywhere else. And I know that like doesn't make me want to do cool shit. I don't want to go away on long trips. Like I don't want to do those things. Like I just, I want to hang out with my kid and I want to hang out with my family. Yeah, that's awesome. It's really helped usher in the fully adult me in a complete mm-hmm. way. Totally. Carrie and I both, we had an extended youth and we pushed it as far as we could. You know, but when you, 
the party gets to the, the end of the party, you're not going to want to hang out there much longer. And I think we picked out the perfect time to peace out. And we had great times in our you know, 20s and 30s, and for me, 40s. And it was definitely a great time to do this and focus not on ourselves as much, but on this beautiful thing of fatherhood and raising Luna. What's the deal with fatherhood? <laughs> Leah, the girls always do a segment where they introduce a new product or a TV show or just swag bag. That's right. Yeah, hashtag swag Um, bag, right? Can we do a uh, hashtag sensible over the shoulder work bag segment? Hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Brought to you by Matthew and Lee. Matt. Uh, Lee, I have not thought of one yet, so take it away. All right. Hey, Matt, I got a couple items here. But again, this is something that is not a weekly thing for me, but something that I can say I've leaned on over the years. Either great products or like a must-have situation for me. One is, strangely metro, of me to say... Clinique Clarifying Lotion Facial Cleanser. Oh my God, you're doing it like... Can you believe you heard those words? Exactly the way they do it. This is like... Exactly, I know. This is great. But the thing is, I've been using that stuff since I was a teenager. You do have really nice skin, Lee. And that's the thing. I would swear that it has something to do with my boyish, youthful good looks up until the part when I had a baby. This is like a really good recommendation. This is like a lifelong skin product that you're really going in on. I'm into this. Guys don't talk about this shit, man. Guys don't talk about this. Guys aren't like, oh, so what's a great skincare product you've been using? This is the forum for that. Like, this is where you do it. On Momtourage. So I I definitely got to give it up to Clinique. That stuff has taken me through the decades. Hashtag swag bag. Also, basic foam earplugs. Lifesaver here. And they've been a lifesaver because my girlfriend is a beast with her snoring. I thought like you being like a, you know, a rock star, like having performed many, many zillions of times. Ex rock star. In front of huge speakers with like crowds yelling. Like I thought you were going to say something with the earplugs. Like, oh, it's great for concerts. It's great for this. You're like, no, it's great for Carrie because she snores really loud. Yeah, my girl, God love her. She has a wee problem with some type of passage and something rubbing up against it because that shit is crazy. She should sleep with one of those masks that like are like a suitcase well we're gonna have to deal with this at some point down the line but i definitely can't get a good night's sleep without them and sometimes they don't even help so that's my uh hashtag swag bag if you got a partner girlfriend even take them on a <laughs> overnight creep uh hit it and quit it whatever because foam earplugs you never know when they could come in handy that's really excellent all right hashtag swag bag something that i enjoyed a ton as a kid and has just come back to me as an adult talking about video games i used to love them when i was small in the nintendo the super nintendo years but i haven't had a chance to kind of follow video games along since they've become incredibly immersive and incredible to look at online multiplayer incredible stuff all the Teenagers are laughing at me right now, but there's so much amazing shit to do and video games now, and it's all passed me by. But I had the chance recently to kind of reconnect with the childhood games that I always loved. The Nintendo Mini Classic System, where you buy, uh, it has like 30 games or so prepackaged in the system. All the originals from when we were little kids, Lee, and you can play them all. All the Mario Brothers, fantastic. And you just plug it in, take it on the TV, take it off the TV, play for a few minutes when you have some time, when the kid's taking a nap, when your wife's recording her podcast, play some video games. Amazing. Nintendo classic. Swag bag. Everybody should get one. 
Hey, Matt, this was super fun. I'm glad we were able to do this and looking forward to the gals coming back next week. Ashley and Carrie back for another week of who knows what. Hey, happy Father's Day to you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Should we do this again? Yeah, of course. Let's do it again. Let's pot again. Ashley and Carrie will be right back. Laters. Uh, that's all, folks. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at momtouragepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at momtouragepodcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is written and produced by Ashley Heron-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.